Hello there. Once again, dear listeners, we're throwing you a curve by having me open up the show. It's all good, though, as it just means we have another great interview coming up on this episode of The Podcast. As you probably know by now, I'm Pat of The Putting Penguin, a miniature golf course review website. In a minute, you'll hear from my co-host, Tom, or Mr. T, if you please. I have a couple of putts who also reviews miniature golf courses, along with many other miniature golf projects, with his wife, The Pink Putter. You can find us both on our respective websites and social media platforms. You can also find the podcast out there, so we hope you like and follow us as well as subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast channel. Now, without further ado, I'll turn it over to Tom to introduce our special guests tonight. And we're back again with more guests from season four of Holy Moly, and we're thrilled to have Jenna Barkheimer from episode four and Bryn Hollander from episode three of this season of Holy Moly. Welcome both of you. Hello. Thanks for having us. Yeah, I'm excited. Well, both of them had reached out to us on social media and we're always excited to hear from fellow and former contestants of the show. And as I was looking on social media, it became a little clear that they probably were on set at the same time, which we love because I think Pat and I now have like a sustaining relationship, not only with each other, but with a bunch of other people that we only met on set. So it's great to hear about other people's experiences and bring them on. So why don't you start off by telling us how you both met on Holy Moly? And we'll start with you, Bryn. Yeah. So I think, I mean, we had a pretty unique experience heading down to California because it was filming during COVID. It was a closed set. We couldn't bring our families or anything, which was a first. Um, so, you know, we didn't know anybody when we were going down, which in hindsight, hindsight, I was like very happy about that, that going into it, I was really scared. Uh, so Jenna and I, we actually met at our first COVID testing. Um, and I think we we were all kind of gathering together, getting ready to take our COVID test. And we were talking about Polcano. Um, and I remember Jenna saying something about how she would be nervous uh, if her hands were clammy. I'm like, okay, I like this girl. We're going to be friends. And I was like, that's the one hole I don't want because I have the sweatiest, clammiest hands. And I just think <laughs> I would slide right off of there. If I remember correctly, you didn't though. I didn't, except for at the end when it physically stopped you. My fingers yep. just slid and I lost about four fingernails. I guess. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think you can, if you slow down the video, you can see like two of the nails actually in the air. <laughs> For problems that Tom and I didn't have on any of the obstacles. Well, I got, I got, I got my shot at that one. And yeah, that, that hole is not, that is one of nightmares. It is not fun. And I do not envy watching anybody going on that it is so much scarier than people can imagine it really is it's it's higher up than i than i thought it was yeah and it's faster it's so mm -hmm. fast and well because it done. doesn't take you down by natural gravity it's like on a pulley and so they're mm -hmm. like we're gonna when you tell us one and we're gonna count down from three and I'm like, okay, let me just wipe off all my sweat off my hands. And then by the time they start counting, I'm, the sweat's already accumulating again. And I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, I feel like everything was a lot more intimidating in real life than it looks on TV. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, and that's sort of what we always talk about on the show when anything you know bad happens, people look like they miss putts that seem like they're 
relatively easy. It's like, do you know what time of night it is? How cold it is? Trying to do that with soaking wet clothes, let alone the pressure of doing that in front of more cameras than you can imagine. I remember like counting cameras on Dutch Kurds. It's like, was there one when I was running underneath? And, you know, you watch, we finally saw the show where like, there were a lot of cameras out there. So kudos to you for surviving Polkana. We have heard multiple people who had serious injuries that lasted well oh, after yeah. the show from it. Yeah, luckily I didn't sustain any injuries, just freezing cold. Florida, Florida blood did not do so well out there. <laughs> See, we were, we were the opposite us Northerners when they were like, "Oh, it's going to get cold out here." We're like, "How cold?" I like a forty-five, fifty. I'm like, "That's nothing. That's like oh, no. warm was, that time of year." And I'm like, "Here, let me just wear a crop top. That's a great idea." <laughs> and so you got soaking wet in round one, and then Bryn, you had the fortunate opportunity to play on trap tees, where you also got soaking wet on your first hole in round one. Yeah, uh, I was very unlucky, I would say, to get three holes that all included water, and I was not <laughs> skilled enough like Jenna to avoid the water on all of them. <laughs> so, yeah, I would have, if I could have chose to wear a more robust wardrobe, I would have, but um, it is what it is, and yeah, went straight in the water. Actually, I will say, though, on trapeze, the trapeze, trapeze, I was the only woman, as far as I know, to actually make it swinging across. So I'm proud of that. <laughs> yeah. And just straight face plant. Yeah, there's been <laughs> yeah. a lot of face plants this season. I mean, I get it. Like, you just think like, oh, and then you realize like gravity starts to come into place. And mm-hmm. we, I, we saw one person finish it so far through, I think we're six episodes. I will be shocked if we see anybody else finish it. It looks really really difficult and the one person who finished it was a stuntman so right and also if you watch it he actually grabs onto the The bar that the dummy is holding onto yeah i did catch that and i was like yeah there we we've talked about this where there are a few holes that they've had in the show where i really do feel like trying to have this even playing field which they try to have that there's some of the obstacles whether you're if you're really tall or you're really athletic you're gonna have a huge huge advantage and if you're not tall like we've seen that happen to a bunch of people where they're athletic but it's like the difference between being like five and a half feet tall versus like six foot seven where we've seen people finish stuff is a lot i had told jenna when we first met i'm like my husband is going to be so upset with me if i don't have the upper arm strength to make any of these <laughs> holes happen and of course the first one the trapeze it's like if only I had the upper body strength to actually hold on, but I don't know. There's been some strong guys who you clearly can't do it either. You've definitely dominated the girls on that one. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I want to circle back to when you guys were talking about like meeting and everything. Obviously you had seen the series before you had decided to to come on and had some, you know, pre notions and everything, but what was the, what was the driving factor that made you want to go on Holy Moly? My nephew well, wanted me to go on. It's a good reason. <laughs> That's cute. For me, um, being on a game show is just like totally a bucket list thing for me, but like thinking through, okay, what's this game show actually going to be? I'm certainly not someone who's going to go beyond like Jeopardy or something like that. Uh, and I actually, I played golf in college, which funny enough, they never mentioned that. Uh, so I figured between 
the collegiate golf aspect and then being a competitive triathlete, I kind of had both, you know, aspects of the show covered. And so I thought, okay, this is my game show. I got to go for this one. Awesome. Well, and that very easily transitions into a question that I think we have for everybody on the show is most of the time they don't do a very good job introducing people. They're the blank of blank and they're going to do whatever they say they're going to do. That's usually a line fed you by a producer, but I'm, we like to give our guests an opportunity to tell us their story and who they are. So let's start with you, Jenna. Tell us a little bit more about you that Holy Moly didn't share on your episode. So I was actually surprised with how well they did with mine because the basis of mine was actually, you know, my grandfather, that's how I started playing golf was um, to hang out with him more and he was legally blind. And so I started playing with him just to spend more time with him. We would go at like seven in the morning when the golf course first opened and um, just play nine holes. And he was like 93 years old at the time and couldn't see a thing. So he'd have like a bright yellow ball and you would just have to kind of direct his body. And then he would, he did so good, but that's how I started golfing. So I think that they portrayed that pretty well. And then the video that went viral, um, that was kind of like their main thing, which I thought was good. I was good with that. Uh, but I mean, I think that they did actually a pretty decent job. They asked you obviously a bunch of questions like about what you do for work. And so they said I was a nurse, which is true. And so I think for me, actually, I was very surprised at how in depth they went with me. So I was, I was happy with it. And you, Bryn, you've, you've clearly told us you do more than uh, make miniatures, <laughs> which I have to say, great hook, but tell us some more. <laughs> Yeah, so I think, you know, originally with casting, I thought they would really like the like miniature aspect of the miniatures plus the golf coming together for mini golf. So yeah, really surprised I never said anything about actually being a golfer. And so I was a little offended when I was like the huge upset beating the professional golfer in round one because I'm like, well, I've got some putting skills here too. Uh, but yeah, I think that was the main thing I, in the interview process, I had brought up, um, that I had been chased by bears in the wilderness. And so I was so sure heading into the season that I was going to be on the distractor with a bear. And so it was so funny to hear afterwards that, uh, you know, Katie got the bear instead. So, you know, they, they choose what they'll use, but it, it's fun to see it all come together. Bill does like his bears. I was had a fleeting, I was telling Tom, I had a fleeting moment because they made a cut back to season one when he started talking about the bears. Cause I have a great screenshot of me on the distractor with just bears, 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 bears in the closed caption of it. So I was like, oh, maybe I'll get another cameo here where he talks about it. Um, yeah, so we, I mean, we got a little bit into your background and stuff. I know we talked about a couple of the holes that you guys played, but, um, you know, I guess what were your favorite and least favorite of the few that you got to play uh, overall? Go for it, Jessica. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. uh, well, we got we did two of the same holes, so that makes it fun to talk about. So Volcano, I guess, was probably my, um, I don't know, I wouldn't say my least favorite. It was definitely, it was fun to do. It was scary. But I think it was more fun also because I almost got a hole in one. So it was, you don't feel as nervous when you're an inch away from the hole. Um, but that was probably my second favorite. I think Full Mooney was my favorite. And then... Um, they were all, I think, really interesting to play. 
And then probably Hollywood was my least favorite. Once I got into the water on Volcano, though, I was like, I'm not, I'm, I will not get wet again. It's not <laughs> happening. <laughs> I cannot take that. I thought the wind got knocked out of me because it was so cold. That, I think for me, I would probably say Full Mooney was my favorite. Just because at that point, I'd like gotten the first hole out of the way. wasn't quite as nervous. It wasn't as high up. Uh, so it was probably the least scary. There was nothing fast about it. Uh, not to say I was any better at it. But definitely least favorite was Hollywood. I know Jenna and I were both standing, you know, behind the set waiting for our turns to go on Hollywood. And as soon as they turn on that conveyor belt, it's like, it sounds like a jet engine going. And it was just like, oh, no. <laughs> we have to go so get loud. on that thing and it was so scary you definitely yeah you don't realize how intimidating that one is in person I would definitely worry that I would stumble the entire way down because I do oh, not have that level I did of, uh, yeah I mean I applaud both of you for your uh, like halfway decent attempts at getting off of that thing because I'm pretty sure I would just go straight into the water it moves really I fast think- too yeah, yeah. I don't think the, the TV does justice of how fast it's actually going. You kind of get that sense once people get on it and you see how they're moving on it, but you definitely mm-hmm. don't when it's just static and everybody's standing there. It just looks like, you know, an airport conveyor belt. Yeah. If I'm remembering correctly, the, you know, the guy who walked us through the hole told me it was moving 15 miles per hour, which, yeah, I mean, if you think about like running on a treadmill 15 miles per hour, like that's, that's pretty fast. Was that uh? What was that? Deputy Course Marshal Colin, <laughs> with the with the with the with the wraparounds. Yeah, oh, I don't yeah. think it was him. I can't remember who it was. Or is it the guy? I feel like t- it was the guy who t- tells you about the whole the rules of it. Mm. Oh, was that Mike who says putt when yeah. ready? Yes. Yeah, that's him. Yeah, that that's like one of those things where we have our sign off for. Uh, our show is Pat saying putt when ready that the people who've been on the show are like I know what that is <laughs> we've been an audio oh recording God. that we've not used in a while that I feel like I gotta bring back but I think I was when I was playing I was just like so scared and intimidated that I, I don't think I ever even heard the putt when ready I just putted whenever I felt like <laughs> I probably went before I don't know so what whole so you're watching the season, I assume, and seeing other episodes. I'm curious if there's one hole that sticks out for each of you that you would have rather played. I'll start with you, Jenna. Oh, I'm trying to think. I'm glad I didn't have to do like hole number two or cornhole mm-hmm. because like the having to sprint run, I'm pretty sure that my brain would be wanting to run faster than my feet actually could. And I think I'd be one of those people that just stumble off falls completely. In. So uh, I'm trying to think if there's any other holds that I I think maybe trap tease I would have liked to do. At least given it a given it a shot. Probably I would say trap tease. I think I would have to go with hole number two as one that I would like to do. Either that or cornhole, because I feel like I would have definitely had like the speed advantage over any sort of strength advantage from the holes that I got. Um so I think I could have at least like had a fighting chance at one of those, whereas like, you know, being able to hold on to something was just not my skill set. Was there a particular hole from the previous seasons that you had wished that you had had a chance to play mm. if they had continued it? Slip and putt. I think 
Oh yeah, that's the one I was gonna say. It was a good one. It's super fun. fun. I face planted a few times. It was a fun one. <laughs> that 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 lube does not get out of your clothes clothes oh, though it it is it, it, it the most satisfying shower i've ever taken <laughs> oh my god at 6 a.m when we got back to the hotel oh that felt so good it felt so gross just sitting on your body that long yeah no no thank you um so you two clearly got to know each other on set and had a chance to play you know on the same night as each other and i'm curious just to hear more about the did you have other friendships? Were there other kind of stories behind the scenes uh, that you wanted to share about your experience? So I think one kind of funny, maybe ironic story. So when I first showed up to the hotel, um, I mean, I didn't even know, like, is everybody staying here? Like, are there other people at this hotel? So I just, my room wasn't ready yet. So I like went out to the pool and there was one other girl out there. And I'm like, I'm just, I'm going to ask her, like, are you here for this show? And sure enough, she was. And long story short, it turned out to be Katie. So Katie was my my first friend that I made down filming the show. And so, you know, it it kind of worked out that she was the person that ultimately beat me. Um, so that that came full, cir- full circle. I was devastated when I found out that Bryn and Katie were playing each other. I, know. <laughs> I was like, my friends. That. That that's the hard part. I'm I feel like there were a number of people on the first night that were playing against each other that they were like playing Uno and cards against each other because we we were fortunate not to have the COVID protocol. So we had this huge group of people and people were playing games and goofing on each other. And they were genuinely like bummed not to continue the experience together, even though the person who won obviously gets to keep going on. Yeah, there's all sorts of wild stories. I mean, I got my first putting lessons from the guy that beat me on Holy Moly and still stay in touch with him. I, I, There was so much that I didn't know about putting when I was on the show that I'm kind of glad that I didn't embarrass myself on the show. I guess this is like a great question for you both because you're in both in the same position. How was that swing of emotion? Because Pat and I both definitely know that as well, where you both won. But then you had, you know, that experience of like, oh, my God, I won on this thing. And then the experience of obviously not winning on your final hole. How was that swing for you? I'll start with Jenna. It was devastating. I remember telling my boyfriend, I'm like, when you see this putt that I missed, you're going to kill me. Like I was (laughs) and then and then I keep thinking, I kept thinking back and I'm like, I surely wasn't that close. And then when I finally saw it again on TV, I was like, I was as close as I, I really thought I was. And it's, I had no excuse. I wasn't even wet. It's not, it's not even like I was covered in water. I was just so nervous. It's any consolation. You can go back and listen to our last season interview with David Biggie. He was in the finale and he missed that exact same putt. And it did like a weird turn at the end. And when we're watching the episode, I'm like, oh my God. He's not going to miss. Oh, no. I know. I had so many comments from like people who message me and they're like, how did you miss that? I'm like, I, I can't even. <laughs> not making it any better. <laughs> I know. My mom, my mom is like, professionals miss putts like that every day. And I'm like, okay, well, that doesn't make me feel any better. <laughs> it doesn't. No. The difference, the difference is the professionals have the opportunity to go redeem themselves, whereas... Yeah. We just never get to go back. 
Well, yeah. maybe. I mean, that would be nice if they did like a redemption season. We're banking. You on never it. know. Yeah. We, <laughs> we are hoping so bad. I, 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 that's how I ended up out there at season two is just like, I'm at least going to go on set and watch. And how about you, Bryn? How was the swing for you? The, the agony defeat. What's the, the victory? Thrill of victory. Thrill of victory and the agony of defeat. <laughs> there you go. It was certainly a roller coaster of emotions because I went into it like, you know, zero expectations as like, I don't want to lose on the first hole because, you know, that would just be kind of boring to watch. You know, I can't throw throw a watch party for that. Uh, so when I when I won the first hole, it was just kind of like shocking. Um, I think part of it, too, is that there wasn't really anybody on set. So it was dead silent out there. And so it's more of like a moment of like, I think I just won. I guess I just won. And <laughs> just like trying to build that excitement. Um, but yeah, certainly the losing, it has only gotten worse over time. I think in the moment, I was just more like, okay, well, at least I get to go get warm now. I can take a hot shower and I don't have to go down this conveyor belt again. But then, you know, as soon as you get on the flight back home, you're like, well, dang, that really sucks. And then, you know, Jenna and I have been just going over our losses ever since then. And it's only gotten worse. <laughs> I remember after Hollywood though, because my shuttle to the hotel went back before you were done with the hole. Me and me and um, Casey actually rode back on the shuttle together, sad. <laughs> and um, so then the next day I texted Brennan, I'm like, so? And she's like, so do you want to Uber to the airport together or well, what? I lost early. I'm like, oh. Talk about relieving your putt. I lost on Distractor where I had like seven chances to make the same damn putt and couldn't make it at 15 feet. But I, it is far. And when we did it, we That's had far, the, though. the red carpet because we had the paparazzi. So we weren't even putting on the normal putting surface because they had laid the carpet down on top of it. And had to lay it down like three times because it wasn't rolling out correctly and then it wasn't tacked out. So you were literally, it was just like guesswork at that point. Totally. Uh, but I had skipped my shuttle to watch Tom and a few of our other friends play because I was like, ah, oh, crap, you know, I lost. I'm sure one of them will win their hole. And then we all were sad at the end. All five we of us in our crew that kind of knew each other. <laughs> It started with on the tiebreaker night, Randy Rice lost, and I was so devastated that he did because he was out there and I had to go back and I had won my tiebreaker and I was just like exhausted. It's why like I fell in the sand after I made the putt because I was so tired. I was so anxious about losing and then seeing him bummed out about losing and then him not being able to come out and watch on set was like a huge bummer. And then we saw that Pat lost earlier in the night because they recorded Distractor the first half of the night. And so we were up. And then our other friend, Robin Ventura, lost. And then I got to see from very far away my wife lose, which I knew was going to be awful and she would never forget it. And then I was last of the night going up against the nicest person in the world who was a career and second generation golf instructor who made the putt and you know that was it i mean it was like teed off in season one it went fast but yeah it was cool. just like devastating and fortunately without covid protocols and all that we I, I wrote like a whole post about it we all binged on mini golf the next day we got up at like 11 and we played until like 3 a.m there's a couple of drunken videos of people like 
both sad and excited and having fun. Downtown LA. Oh yeah, we putted across. Uh, <laughs> we putted putted across. What was it? Uh, Hollywood Boulevard or whatever it is. I don't know. One of the big streets. But yeah, I I I do feel for the season three and four folks that you all recorded under very very heavy protocol. So I'm sure they were like, as soon as you were done, you're you're mm-hmm. out. You want to chat about any of like the COVID protocol stuff? Did you get a chat with people much due due to all that? Well, they had like the huge barriers, like like a fold up table, huge barriers, and then you had to wear your face mask, your goggles, and you would talk to people. But it's so hard to hear with all this plastic, and so you'd get a little closer, get a little closer, and then eventually the, someone would come, and it's like it's like you're in middle school, and it's like PDA too close to each other. And then they would split us apart, but we were able to come like a foot. A yeah, foot like from, finally seeing everybody on the show. Now I'm like, oh, I finally know this person's name after going back and forth and being like, what are you saying? I didn't hear you. What are you like, what's your name? So yeah, so it was very <laughs> frustrating trying to like actually communicate. And even like between putts on the holes, they had us put masks back on or like when you're waiting on the side, putting a mask back on. So it was very, very strict a lot of additional things to think about when you're just trying to make a putt at four in the morning yeah well to close it out do you have any plans to like get together you two or with other contestants from season four in the near future now that we're kind of seeing the world open up we've definitely been talking about it yeah i've been trying to yeah yeah we want to do like a golf trip or something I know, and I can always use any excuse to get to a sunnier climate. So I think I need to make a trip down to Florida. Absolutely. You're always welcome here. Well, we're excited uh, to hopefully hear about that happening in the future. And thank you again for coming on. You two have both been part of what we've found to be a really exciting season. We weren't sure how it would all work out with COVID and the Muppets, but it was fantastic, and both of you were part of really fantastic episodes, and we en- enjoyed rooting for both of you. Well, I'll speak this redemption right. season into Thank existence. You. Would love to be out on set with you guys and try to yes. win our way Let's back into the good graces of all our friends and family who think we're terrible putters. That was a blast. We loved having Jenna and Bryn on to share their stories. Now we're on to wrap up the show with Big Thoughts mini golf mini golf and friendship go hand in hand like peanut butter and chocolate this episode's guests your hosts and many others have developed camaraderie and experienced regular joy with others around the game of putting a little ball into a cup or in some cases an alligator's mouth in the divisive world let's find more opportunities to jump on the mini links and share space with other people who knows you may end up working together with someone that you don't know to solve a big world problem. Like how do you consistently sink the putt on the last hole in order to win a free game? And with that, we're at the 19th hole. Until next time. And you can putt when ready. <laughs>